0: To the Train Your Mind podcast. I'm Vanessa Forrester, and I teach athletes how to up level their performance without buying that next fancy bike, training more, or even racing more. Your next breakthrough performance is closer than you think. Are you ready to train your mind like you train your body? Stick around, and I'll teach you how. Welcome, welcome, welcome beautiful people. (laughs) Welcome back to the podcast. Happy to be in your ear, this time from my office again as the monster trucks next door are on break. So um, today's podcast is one that is near and dear to my heart because I have navigated this in so many instances in my athletic career and I know I will continue to because I have a human brain. (laughs) So I don't, I don't want to generalize too much, but I think a lot of you can relate to being a driven type A performance minded person. And there's so many benefits to being that way. I actually love that part of me. I don't see it as a bad thing and I often celebrate how my brain works well with structure and definitive goals and such. I believe that we no matter how your brain works, whether, you know, you consider yourself type A or neurodiverse or whatever it is, we get to celebrate the ways in which our brain works and work with it not against it. So our analytical or my analytical brain tendencies can get a little bit carried away when we find ourselves trying to micromanage every aspect of a goal. That shows up in wanting, feeling like we need to know the how, like how we're going to get there, the exact steps that we're going to execute to make it work down to a T. How will this be possible? How fast will I have to go? How will I get there? We consume our brains with these types of questions that then require our brains to go to work on what I call the how math, to literally do calculations and calculations and count the number of days to the race and worry about how fast we need to be running by then compared to how fast we are running now. And it all seems very logical, right? It is math after all, but it's distracting. It's a distraction from the real work? Because we hire coaches to do the how math for us. That's what programming a training plan is. When you tell your coach what your goals are, then they have the information they need to figure out the how. That's literally their job. But how much time are you spending doing their job or worrying about whether they're doing their job right? or questioning them. When you work with a coach that you trust and consciously build that trust over time, there is no reason to question. As long as you are open with what you really want and what you're working towards, what you want to work towards, there's also no reason to question. When you let them do their job, you can focus on your job, which is the real work. And what all of that how math is distracting you from. And that work is this. That's the work of your own belief in yourself. And the work of putting in your best effort and doing the hard thing every single day. Making what I've been calling recently the discomfort currency exchanges every day. When you get lost in the how, you create opportunities for doubt to grow. And when your doubt grows, then you are more likely to micro quit or self sabotage. Kind of, and both of those bring you further away from your goal. So in some ways, wasting time worrying about the how in itself is a self limiter. So I have this goal of running a sub three thirty marathon in an Ironman, and I can tell you that I know the difference, like I can feel the difference when I'm thinking about that goal from a useful place, when I think about executing it well and fueling it well and racing the last 10K of an Ironman and coming in under 330, right? And that effort and what will feel like and tapping into that sensation in my sessions versus when I think about it from the how math perspective, which looks like this, I go down the road of comparing what I'm running in workouts now compared to what I think I need to be racing at. And then I get really defeated when easy runs feel pretty hard or if I can't hit interval pace goals in like a fartlek run. I start questioning how hard is it gonna be? Am I gonna be able to do this? And I probably should be running X pace right now for X amount of time if I'm actually gonna hit that goal. And then I'm sent into this spiral of insecurity and defeatism, feeling so far away from my goal. And then I show up to a session with that tension in my body. And I'm not able to execute the session at my best or be as present. And those are tangible aspects that hold my progression back from that 330 marathon. That's how it affects us. That's how it impacts the session. Our goal as athletes is to put in the reps, put in the reps, the physical reps through our training consistency and the mental and emotional reps through showing up, putting in the effort, believing in ourselves and trusting that the training is working. The belief and the trust are your how, yours as the athlete right? Think about the how math. Leave that math part of the how to your coach. You as the athlete should be focused on your belief and your trust in in that training. What this does is ask you to hold space for creating your goal without knowing exactly how it will happen, but believing and trusting anyway. And this is really hard work for our beautiful type A brains. That love control. (laughs) We love it. And in that space, you will feel discomfort. You'll want to get down to the nitty gritty of the math and do that math to create certainty for your brain. Because you want that certainty as a safety net to make the goal worth going after. But I encourage you to let your belief in yourself be what makes the goal worth going after. The belief that you will always give your best effort when there are no guarantees, even when there are no guarantees, and the belief that the goal is worth going after, even if you don't hit it. I can remember when I ran the Missoula half marathon here in Montana a few years ago, my goal was to run a 135. And early on, I was keeping track of like my tempo runs and my track sessions and my fartlek runs, trying to do all that how math and to like make sure that I was on track. But all of that created such negative energy around the goal, and it made it so much less fun to train. I wasn't present in my sessions. I was doing them because they were on my plan, but I really wasn't enjoying it. I was so caught up in the how math of that goal until I stopped thinking about the 135. I held space for it and instead focused on who I was being in training how I was showing up, how prepared I was, how much fun I wanted to have. And even the night before the race (laughs) was everything but ideal. We camped, terrible idea number one. And the camp spot that I chose as my idea to camp was up this very long, bumpy, rocky road. And once we got up there and set up camp, I was terrified about bears all night because we brought our little dachshund, Luna, with us, and I was convinced that she'd be bear bait. (laughs) I don't think I slept all night. But because of how I had approached training leading in, even the lack of sleep the night before didn't really bother me. In the morning, when it was time to head to the race, we were all still alive with no signs of bears, so I was good to go and ready to give my best effort for the 135. I went in knowing that I hadn't run anything close to 13 miles at a 17, 7.15 pace. But I believed in myself, and I trusted my training, and that's all I really needed. I ended up running a 1.35.24 in that race, and I was over the moon. If I had stayed so caught up in the math, like I was early on in my training, I probably wouldn't have run what I did. You see, there's this beautiful paradox that we get to live in, where we can set really specific performance goals. We can, but we also don't have to, just so you know. You don't have to. And so if we do set those really specific performance goals, we can set them and not exactly know how we will get there. And we get to keep showing up for it, even if it doesn't happen the first, the second, or the fifth time we try. I was going for that 330 marathon at Ironman Arizona last year and at Ironman Tulsa this year, and I was off the mark both times. But it's not my job as the athlete to manipulate the how for my next full. It's my job to make sure that my coach Haley knows what I want to work towards. And then I keep showing up to whatever training phase I'm in with the trust that it's working and it's bringing me closer. Laying bricks, building belief, cementing trust over and over. When you release the attachment to the how, you make space for it to happen. So I want to offer for you to think about your goal or what part of your goal that you can drop the how math. And when you do, notice how it feels different when you change what you're focused on and what you're present to. It might feel a little uncomfortable at the beginning because it's going against what your brain is used to, but stay with it and find the emotional freedom that comes from it. All right, that's it for this week. I will meet you right here next week. Hey it's me again. If you want more juicy tips on how to train your mind, hop on my email list. The link is in the show notes. As soon as you join, I'll send you the 10 triathlon truths your tri coach hasn't told you. And then I'll drop in your inbox weekly with new tips that will change the way you train and race. See you there.